0: Chapter Twenty One of Among the Great Masters of the Drama. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by This Name. Among the Great Masters of the Drama by Walter Rowlands. Ristori. She is the greatest female artist I have ever seen, Charlotte Cushman In May. 1855, Ristori, who had just made her debut in Paris and scored a genuine triumph, witnessed Rachel's performance of Camille in Racine's Les Horaces, and praised the great tragedian without stint. Rachel, in turn, saw Ristori act, but otherwise the two never met. An anonymous writer in Putnam's Monthly has made an interesting comparison of Rachel and Ristori, from which the following is selected. The presence of two artists of such transcendent merits such as Rachel and Laura Story at the same time on the Parisian stage could not fail to divide the theatre-loving public into two rival camps, each party decrying the pretensions of the other and claiming the palm of superiority for its favourite. But these hostilities have been of short duration, for it was soon felt that the genius of the two great tragedians, equally unquestionable in point of fact, was of character so opposite as to make it impossible to establish a comparison between them. Nature has been equally generous to both, though in a different way, and both possess in an equal degree the science, sentiment, and resources of their art. But the nature of their geniuses, being essentially different, they arrive through opposite methods at the production of opposite effects. Thus, even in the performance of the same part, Schiller's Mary Stuart, in which Rachel has also frequently appeared, the peculiar talent of each artist imparts so different a character to the same impersonation that it is impossible to establish anything like a qualitative comparison between them. It is now generally admitted by critics and public that we cannot by any received canons of art, decide which is the greater talent of the two, the preference accorded to one or the other being the result of personal idiosyncrasy and the tastes of the spectator. Rachel may be defined as an animated statue, the most perfect incarnation ever seen of plastic art as it has come down to us in the immortal creations of the old Greek sculptors, the contour of a small, low-browed head the pale oval of her face the symmetric proportions of her form are all in the highest degree classical and statuistic and she wears her tunic as naturally as though she had worn it from her childhood through persevering study aided by the peculiarity of her mental structure she has so thoroughly imbued herself with the traditions and spirit of ancient greece that every attitude and gesture is as classically correct as her appearance and in her acting she attains, with the same completeness, the same conventional ideal. In her delineations of the fiercer as the softer emotions, she never falls short of, never exceeds, the sobriety of that average of expression, which is the ne plus ultra of sculptural truth. No weakness, no exaggeration deforms the harmonious outline of her creations the fire of her eye the exquisite modulations of her voice the majesty and grace of her movements the magnificent bursts of tragic fury regulated by her profound intelligence of her part serve to fill up this outline but are never permitted to exceed it for rachel it may be said that nature the nature of this outer world and humanity does not exist with her art has taken the place of nature an art whose elements perfectly coordinated constitute a world by itself with its own laws and its own coherence and its own denizens life interest and beauty but this world is not our world its women are not women but goddesses or demons its terrors do not move us its tears do not melt nor its smiles warm us it is true that in the character of adrienne le Couvre, in a play founded on the history of the famous actress of that time louis the fifteenth and in that of mademoiselle de belle isle a young girl of noble birth and unsullied purity exposed to odious and ungrounded suspicions rachel has proven that she can be human when she will while as the lesbie of monsieur berthet's graceful drama she has shown that she possesses, would she but use them, a charm and beauty equal to her power. But parts of this description are rare in her performances. Though highly successful, would probably never have won for her the pre-eminent position that she has attained in the classical creations with which she has identified her name. Yet, in witnessing her interpretations of Camille, Emily, Fede, Hermione, etc., we feel that we are in the presence not of any passion or emotion but of a most perfect representation of passion and emotion in these purely intellectual appeals to our intelligence we are conscious of receiving a high artistic gratification and follow with admiring wonder at these magnificent exhibitions of plastic power but they produce no illusion excite no emotion we recognize the transcendent art of the actress but for us the art remains art the actress an actress if rachel be the high priestess of art compelling us to follow her into a region of purely ideal lara story is the interpreter of nature in the broad sphere of human life and emotion her creations no less artistically perfect are to those of rachel as is the woman eve to the eve of the sculptor, they live breathe move with the same life that pulses in our veins and beats in our bosoms, bone of our bone and flesh of our flesh. They stir our hearts with the touch of nature and waken an answering vibration in the innermost fibres of our consciousness. Whatever the sentiment she is portraying, la story says and does just what we would say and do in the same situation her joy her sorrow her anger hope pity or revenge are all real human emotions exactly such as we ourselves should feel under the same circumstances her smile enchants us her tears afflict and her indignation rouses us for they are our own while rachel as in mary stuart compels the most capricious Pathetic and touching phases of human feeling to assume the proportions of the conventional ideal she has made her own. Lara's story, as in Mira and in Kama, while Rachel, as in Mary Stuart, compels the most capricious, pathetic, and touching phases of human feeling to assume the proportions of the conventional ideal she has made her own. Lara's story, as in Mira and in Kama, avails herself even of the introduction of the supernatural element to deepen the purely human pathos of her part. Rachel, subordinating nature to art, so chastens every detail of her character that no distortion ever impales its classic contour. Lara Story, pressing all the resources of art into the service of nature, models every portion of her acting so Faithfully upon the reality of life, that in her most impetuous, most pathetic, or even most terrible delineations, she never misses, never oversteps the truth. End of chapter 21. Recording by this name.